WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire in the newsroom of Andrew Green. Southwest Michigan is under a winter storm warning through tomorrow night. National Weather Service meteorologist Nathan Marsili tells us the snow will be steady throughout with some breaks in between. Right now we're looking kind of for a storm total in that area in the 4 to 8 inch range. Could have 1 to 3 inches here today and then we're going to get some lake enhancement tonight which can give another 2 to 4, 2 to 5 inches and then maybe another inch or two during the day tomorrow with lake kind of another lake process going on. Marsili says close to the lakeshore there may be less snow than inland because the lakeshore could get a snow and rain mix. Heading into next week, he says temperatures will drop to the single digits as Arctic air moves into the region. Looks like wind chills will probably be in that 15 to 25 below range for much of that Sunday through Thursday period. Marcelli reminds everyone to take extra precautions in the cold. Utilities are preparing for outages due to high winds, and they advise everyone to be ready for that. Be sure to have some supplies in your house in case the power goes out. Also, keep supplies in your car in case you get stranded. Meanwhile, with a major winter storm in the forecast in most of Michigan, the utilities are bracing for those outages. Consumers Energy's Brian Wheeler says they have hundreds of workers standing by. I think there's a good potential for power outages this weekend. The storm is coming through. Uh, there's going to be heavy snow. But, of course, the real concern for the power grid will be wind in this situation. Um, typically, snow will fall off power lines or fall off equipment pretty naturally. But when you begin to see those winds push through, that's where you see more damage. Wheeler says they try to move workers and trucks out into the field, but the weather can make it more hazardous to get to locations. Indiana Michigan Power is also keeping a close eye on the weather. With the first winter storm of the year taking place this weekend, the Michigan Department of Transportation will be out in full force 24-7 to keep the roads clear. Kurt Fritz coordinates maintenance on state trunk line in Mason, Oceana, Muskegon, and Ottawa counties. He says with MDOT and local county road staff, there's an army of experienced plow drivers in West Michigan that's glad to be out on the road when it's needed. These guys that I work with in all the counties, they don't like to sit around. They want to do something, and most people do. They're like, look, we need an activity, and winter is our bread and butter. And if we're not, you know, especially the night crew, you know, we're here for this reason. Predominantly, what else are we going to do? Well, when it snows, everyone gets in their truck. They're happy. They enjoy it. Overtime in certain scenarios. So I think generally the sentiment is, let's go, let's have winter like we used to. Fritz says many view it as a shame that winters aren't as busy as they used to be. In southwest Michigan, MDOT begins preparing for winter in the fall, filling its barns with salt. The agency in southwest Michigan alone stockpiles about 36,000 tons of salt each fall to prepare for the winter months. It's also got another 30,000 tons available for restock if needed. Fritz reminds drivers to give up plows plenty of room, noting that since the pandemic, there have been more run-ins between plows and other drivers. The deadline for the U.S. House to do its job and approve a government spending package to avoid a partial shutdown is next Friday. Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson has been getting pushback from far-right members of his party who are demanding bigger spending cuts and more security at the southern border. We asked Congressman Bill Heisinga if a government shutdown is really going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. I hope not. This is certainly avoidable. We have some folks that are bound and determined, though, that they're going to try their darndest to shut down government. I think that's a huge mistake. I don't think this will achieve the goals that they are putting out. And frankly, I share many of the goals. Fiscal responsibility, making sure that there's integrity down at the southern border, controlling our spending. Heisinga says previous spending deals to keep the government open reached by former Speaker 
Speaker Kevin McCarthy and current Speaker Johnson have made great progress on important issues, but there's one flank of the Republican Party that's determined to get more. He doesn't believe that's a good strategy and has told his previous government shutdowns accomplished little, if anything. Heisinger says the hardliners want all or nothing, and he believes they may just get nothing. The 2024 Southwest Michigan Horticulture Days will be February 7th and 8th at Lake Michigan College's Mendel Center. The event's hosted by the Michigan Grape Society and Michigan State University Extension and is intended to inform farmers about the latest innovations in the ag industry. The Michigan Grape Society says Horticulture Days will be two days of educational sessions covering topics like farm sustainability, soil management, pest and disease management, farm insurance needs, and annual crop rotation options. New this year is the vegetable session expanding into a full day on Wednesday, February 7th, with topics including squash viruses, plastic culture, onion management for bugs and disease, irrigation monitoring information, and more. Tickets to Horticulture Days run between $45 and $60 and can be bought online. We have a link to them at our website. State Senator Eric Nesbitt is calling for a permanent cut to the Michigan income tax following today's January Consensus Revenue Estimating Conference. The conference found state revenues in 2024 will be stable, and in fact, Michigan will have a $1.3 billion surplus. Nesbitt says that shows it's time for everyone to get a break. He accuses Democrats of squandering a $9 billion surplus last year, saying it was used on, quote, pet projects, unsustainable government bureaucracy, and global corporate welfare. State Treasurer Rachel Eubanks said today that confidence in the economy is expected to increase with lower inflation, lower interest rates, lower gas prices, and lower unemployment. She predicts the people are going to feel better and better about the economy as we move further into the year. Nesbitt says this all just proves the time is right for a tax break. Legislation has been reintroduced in Lansing that would protect people from dangerous dogs. State Senator Sean McCann authored the bills. He says they target dog owners and not specific breeds. I am a person who doesn't believe that it's a dog breed that causes these kinds of behaviors, but it's the uh, typically the owner of the dog that we look to for why um, you may have a problem dog. The bills create a framework to help identify a dangerous dog. McCann says the legislation would then outline steps that dog owners must take to protect people if their dog is deemed dangerous by a court. The legislation excludes guard dogs and dogs that attack trespassers. Van Buren County Sheriff Daniel Abbott is advising everyone to be aware of crypto scams. He says the Van Buren County Sheriff's Department has had reports of victims losing as much as $100,000. The scammers will send unsolicited emails that appear to be from legitimate companies claiming the recipients subscribed or renewed an account. For example, an email might read that you've successfully renewed your McAfee antivirus software subscription for $600. It then says if it wasn't you, please call a certain number to cancel. If the victim calls and they're dragged into a conversation with someone who sounds professional and attempts to get the caller to put money into a cryptocurrency ATM... After that, the scam just continues, with the scammer trying to get more and more money. Sheriff's deputies have spoken with several banks regarding the scams, and note if you're ever concerned that you're not speaking to your bank, you should go to an actual branch and speak to someone in person. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. Houthi leaders are vowing to respond after the U.S. and its allies launched large-scale military strikes against the Iran-backed rebels in Yemen. The Pentagon says the strikes came after militants repeatedly attacked commercial ships in the Red Sea and did not heed warnings. ABC's Karen Travers has more. 
National Security Spokesman John Kirby said the U.S. strikes in Yemen Thursday night were not just a, quote, signaling exercise to the Houthi rebels. Kirby said the U.S. and allies had given the Houthis a final warning to stop their attacks in the Red Sea, but this week they violated that and the U.S. struck back. As for further action by President Biden, Kirby said, He reserves the right and he won't hesitate to take further action to protect our troops and our facilities and international commerce. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. The U.S. Navy, meanwhile, is warning American-flagged vessels to stay out of areas around Yemen in the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden for the next 72 hours. The warnings in notice to shippers came as Yemen's Houthi rebels vowed today fierce retaliation for American and British strikes against them. That further raised the prospect of a wider conflict in a region already beset by Israel's war in Gaza. The bombardment was launched in response to a recent campaign of drone and missile attacks on commercial ships in the vital Red Sea. The Houthis said today that the strikes killed at least five people and wounded six. More than 1,800 flight cancellations occurred today as a major storm unleashed potential blizzard conditions, flooding rain and tornadoes in some parts of the country. More from ABC's Dave Packer. Blizzard warnings today from Nebraska to Wisconsin. Major snowfall around the Great Lakes. In Illinois, roads covered with snow and ice. Chicago O'Hare canceling more than 650 flights. And when that storm moves east, it's expected to bring heavy rain and more flooding to a region with already rain-soaked ground and swollen rivers. Behind that storm, a cold blast. Up to 100 record low temperatures are forecast from the Pacific Northwest to the Gulf Coast this weekend and into next week. Dave Packer, ABC News. That winter storm is sweeping across the northern U.S. with blinding snow and in some areas freezing rain. In others, it's whipping up winds and bitter cold temperatures across several states. At least one death has been suspected from the latest round of dangerous weather. A man was believed dead after an avalanche in the Idaho, Idaho backcountry. Heavy snow and strong winds on Friday made driving virtually impossible in parts of Iowa, so much so that Republican presidential hopefuls had to call off campaign events. Black ice from freezing rain brought Kansas City, Missouri to a standstill. Republican presidential hopeful Ron DeSantis, as well as Nikki Haley, call, called off campaign events in Iowa because of the blizzard-like conditions. House Speaker Mike Johnson is not bending to far-right members of his GOP caucus who are demanding this week that he push for deeper spending cuts than Democrats would be willing to accept in the latest government spending deal. ABC's Stephen Portnoy has more. Angry House conservatives tried to give him the what for. They urged Speaker Mike Johnson to back out of the handshake deal he struck with top Senate Democrat Chuck Schumer on top-line spending levels for the rest of the fiscal year. Johnson says while he's heard his colleagues out. Our top-line agreement remains. We are getting our next steps together. And we are working toward a robust appropriations process. A partial shutdown deadline looms in a week. At this point, the only way to avoid a funding lapse is another bipartisan stopgap, possibly extending into March. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington. Germany says it will intervene in the proceedings against Israel at the UN's highest court, accusing it of committing genocide in Gaza. German government spokesperson Stefan Herbestreit said in a statement today that there's, quote, no basis whatsoever for an accusation of genocide against Israel as the International Court of Justice. Herbestreit says he understands that different countries view Israel's operation in Gaza differently, but that Germany, quote, firmly and expressly rejects the accusation of genocide against Israel at the International Court of Justice. He says Germany is especially committed to the U.N. Convention Against Genocide, given its Nazi history. He says the convention is central to preventing crimes against humanity, like the Holocaust. The Justice Department is seeking the death penalty for Topps supermarket shooter Peyton Gendron, and there is reaction from Buffalo, New York. The Buffalo, New York supermarket shooting marks the first case in which Attorney General Merrick Garland has signed off on a death penalty prosecution. Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown says he thinks it's the right decision. When you have masses of people 
that are killed by a shooter, innocent people whose lives are snuffed out. I think the death penalty should apply. Peyton Gentron, then 19, killed 10 people in the May 2022 racially motivated shooting. Dave Packer, ABC News. Campaign events are falling as swiftly as the Iowa snow as wintry weather hampers both Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis while they clamor for support in the days before Monday's leadoff presidential caucuses. Prolonged freezing temperatures combined with strong winds foreshadow possibly life-threatening conditions on the night that Republican voters will gather to make their pick for their 2024 nominee. Iowans are accustomed to the cold, though the latest winter wave and low temperatures could mean unprecedented conditions for caucus night itself. Early in the next week, forecasters say significant winds will make things feel as cold as 45 degrees below zero in Iowa. That's a record-breaking forecast that could keep potential voters at home. And one of the nation's most iconic and busiest freeways is shut down today as the hunt's on for a shooter. Morph maybe sees Alex Stone. The 405 freeway through the heart of West L.A. is always a nightmarish commute, but today all northbound lanes are closed and have been since around 5 a.m. when a victim was found shot in a crashed car with a bullet hole through the window. The California Highway Patrol shut down the freeway to investigate. Officer Casey Ramstead says it could have been road rage and says to those who get angry behind the wheel, Disengage. Check yourself. Take care of yourself. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles.